0: Earshot with Steve Martin.
1: In this show, Greg James says...
0: We listened around to lots of different radio stations and realised that there was a gap in the market for a sort of theme tune. Eric Huber says... Whoa!
1: And my guests are Ben Stones and Liam Hadley from BBC Radio 1. Hello. Hi. Thank you. I feel a bit like uh, Fee Glover and Jane Garvey, sat on the piazza. <laughs> Yeah, we are on the famous BBC Piazza outside Broadcasting House where Directors-General give their resignation speeches <laughs> and the one show is setting up behind us. Any clues as to what could be on tonight's show?
2: Um, nothing at the moment. Is it's by the barren looks at it. space. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Piazza and we're sat outside a coffee shop uh, which I can tell you is Café Nero but it's the one Café Nero in Britain that has all the outside branding removed. Uh, because it wasn't allowed to appear in shot
2: interesting BBC <laughs> fact. exactly
1: <laughs> So Ben and Liam, you are from Radio 1, but actually you are from the BBC
2: Radio Pop Hub. Yeah, this spurious title of our department. So we're from the Pop Hub uh, station sound team. So uh, there's five of us who work across, five maybe more, uh, who work across seven, seven of us. <laughs> this is good. Uh, who work across Radio 1, One Extra, Radio 2, Six Music and Asian Network and... Uh, Any other sort of pop-up digital radio station that BBC Music decides to put on, <laughs> put on air. <laughs> Uh, so we do uh, imaging, promos, all that kind of stuff for all of those stations. So yeah, quite a task, but um, fun nonetheless and how long do you get to work on one station before you move across to something else ah well so we're not uh, each dedicated to a network so we all work across the whole portfolio of stations all the time so um, we kind of have a specialism so at the moment I'm working on Radio 1 and Radio 2 mainly but I did a good few years leading on Asian Network so I did a couple of rebrands of Asian Network and all that kind of stuff Um, but you're kind of in a unique position at the moment
3: I am I'm getting more and more specialists as I come on to this um, role so I started off assistant producer in the hub doing everything on all the stations and then last year i moved on to just radio one doing all the stuff for like day-to-day program teams and then a couple of months ago i got moved on to just breakfast so i'm getting narrower and narrower in my field of what i'm working on um so yeah (laughs) and liam you're working on on breakfast right now Yes, so my day starts at 5am every day and it ends about 3 um, and I'm working with Greg and the team um, using imaging in a way that I think a radio on breakfast show hasn't really used imaging maybe ever before and really getting behind it. So it's really exciting. Tell us about the project
1: Liam from the beginning. When did you first learn that you were about to work on the the new breakfast show and, and, and how did the ideas come?
3: So I got a text at half eight from Ben Stone saying, have you heard the radio this morning? Um, in all caps. And it turned out that Grimmy had announced that he was leaving the breakfast show. Um, and then when I got in, I had a meeting with Alid um, and he asked me to work on Greg's show. So it was literally on that day. I had no idea Grimmy was going. I had no idea anything was happening. So I went from just a normal day to, oh, you're going to launch the new breakfast show. And there's someone who's a radio geek and loves Radio 1 and listened to Moyles and then later on to Grimmy. Um it's crazy just to be told can you come up with a sound for this new thing because and there was no starting point there was we want to do something completely different to what's on radio at the moment something that isn't necessarily in the uk radio or anything blank the blankest of blank canvases um and then they just asked me to come up with something
1: did that present great freedom for you as a creative or was it scary
3: um i guess it was terrifying Uh, (laughs) I say it like that because we work on so much stuff all the time you don't really have a time to think about a big project um, so I was suddenly given all this time to just think about this sound and work and talk to producers um, about what to come up with and write this brief um, so it is a daunting task but at the same time it allowed me to focus a lot on listening to other stations which is something you don't really get a chance to do when you're in it all the time you're always listening to your station and you don't really get time to flick around the dial and at weekends you don't really want to because you are to have headspace um so it just gave me an opportunity to listen around to like australian radio which is something i really like um, and obviously the capitals and all that sort of stuff over here
1: So when you were listening to the other stations on the dial in this country, was it for inspiration or were you just trying to avoid what was already out there?
3: So it was a bit of both. You can't, things are on air here because they work on air here and people like it. So you can't just be like, I don't want to do anything like that at all because we want to be different. Um, So it's about, I think it's about nitpicking the good things and trying to get rid of the stuff that you don't think work or the things that you think might not be a thing in a year because with this breakfast show we're not looking to what's big now we're looking at what's going to continue to be big in like five years or so and we don't want it to be dated um, so I think it is a case of cherry picking those things and really identifying what works well and did you get the support you wanted from Greg when you presented your, your first thoughts yeah I mean Greg's been great from the offset I've worked with him lots in the past so um, I've edited his podcast in the past um, and I've worked I did a few weeks working with him when he was in the official chart so we've got a decent rapport as it is um, and Greg is a jingle fan, he's a radio geek, he's a nerd, um, which adds to the fresher a little bit because you know he's so like into what this is and he, the sound is so important to him because he's gone big on jingles before. It's good to have that support from a, a presenter who is so invested um, because they care a lot and because he knew that I was dedicated to his show, he knew that I didn't have other things on so we could actually talk about this one big thing. Did you hear what he said about your work this morning? What did he say about my work this morning?
0: Adam has volunteered his services to make the jingles for the show. He says, I have no radio experience whatsoever, but he reckons it'll be a laugh. Yeah, I mean, how hard is it to do this? Radio Radio One
3: Breakfast. Yeah, you can make those. Easy. So, yeah, we have a great rapport, but I'm very disposable. (laughs) (laughs) And can just go to anyone with no experience. It's all fine. Um, Yeah, cheers, Greg. (laughs) Well, look,
1: let's hear some audio uh, that you've made to shape the sound of the new show what are we going to hear liam
3: so on here we've got a few of the um the donuts which are the top and tailed beds and things like that um which the first one we play weirdly is the closer because um, i like to mix things up a little bit um and then it goes into the dance cut which is the same motif from real world, um, made into a dancey version, and then there's the pop bed, which is probably my favourite one because it's um, it's inspired by a lot of different things in the charts at the moment. You've got the you can probably hear a bit of George Ezra in it, you can probably hear a bit of Dua Lipa in it, and then that was the bed that we I really focused on to get right because with a pop bed, pop music changes all the time, so it's nice to have something that you think's gonna continue to be a thing. Um, and then there's a couple of IDs just the normal the normal breakfasty things oh, and it ends on the opener the full two minute opener
4: <laughs> <laughs> one. the one for getting up
3: radio 1 breakfast
4: with Greg James
3: on really hard for a long time to get right because we wanted it to be an opener of two halves. Um, We wanted to slowly build because it's 6.30 in the morning um, and it kind of wakes up with you. The idea is Greg in the first half of it is very real and very much like I got locked out of my house last night. I was stuck out there for half an hour. It's the morning. It's I'm tired and all that luck. And then as soon as the voiceover comes in, he switches into DJ mode and it's into, oh, so this is coming up on the show today. It's so exciting. La, 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 la. So it's it's not straight in at 100 miles an hour. It is very much a honest and, and open and yeah and slick open, which is good. I'm not going to blow too much smoke up him because he'll get too big for his boots, but he is a very good DJ. He knows exactly what he's doing. Um, he is he's a radio geek who hasn't lost the love of it and he hasn't got too big for his boots he's still very real and he's, and he's lovely so he can just turn the craft on like that when he needs to and it's great
1: How big is that music package altogether from Real World?
3: At the moment we've got um, I think we've got We've got the opener, we've got the main version, which is just the second half of the opener where the bed really kicks in. got the pop bed and we've got the dance bed. Um, they all kind of have the same motif going around it, so it's the same do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do type thing because that's kind of the signature of the show. Um, and it's also in the 10-minute takeover one. So the 10-minute takeover bed um, is a drum and bass, the original drum and bass version of it, which we thought was a bit hard for a bed on its own whereas it just lifts the energy at 9 o'clock when the 10-minute takeover is on, so it's, it just kind of reignites the show, really. Um, and We worked really closely with Eric on all of these, and um, we went back and forth a lot and a lot um, on them, and just trying to get them right and trying to get the same feel, because um, we didn't want to be too in-your-face with the imaging. We wanted to really kind of rein it in a bit. Um, we added some piano because it really softened it, um, and we got rid of some of the drums and some of the harder vocals which sounded a little bit chanty at times so we kind of really stripped it back and just tried to give it a lusher type sound. Uh, Do you
1: want to hear what Eric Huber thought when he heard it on air for the first time? I would love to.
4: (laughs) Honestly I'm I'm still in a mild state of of shock um, that uh you know that we've kind of gone through this whole dance and and that this thing is on the air you know every day on the biggest station in the uk i mean that, that's that's an incredible feeling um I'll say the first time i heard uh heard the air check um I guess it was the day of the first the first show it got sent over i mean I literally got got goosebumps hearing that in the car and and kind of hearing for the first time really you know the context for coming out of the news and setting up the show and, and Greg sort of first words out to his audience and, and so on. I was like, boy, that's that's quite something. And um, it, it sort of underscored, I guess, the fact that the, the BBC leadership had really you know it, it, at least in my view had really sort of taken a chance with us creatively um, and, and sort of done something that was you know it, certainly different to what they were using uh, using on the air before and man I, I really felt like it connected and, and just sounded awesome out of the gate so that was a great feeling
3: nice did you <laughs> feel that it was a risky creative direction I think anything that's different is a risk and what we were doing was so different um, it was a it wasn't cut-and-dry real world to win the pitch. There were We had, I think we must have had ten different things, um, and we, we were quite vague with what we wanted, um, and we just wanted to see what everyone came back with. And we made a shortlist, and then it got down to the final two, and there was
2: really very small... What's the word here? It was quite a close-run thing, wasn't it, between the final two, and I remember yeah. sitting in our studios up on the eighth floor with sort of... Us, the other people from Station Sounds, sort or of people from... <laughs>
3: it got the- ridiculous. We have these tiny little booths upstairs, and there was me, there was Ben, there was Matt Fisher, who's, like, the lead producer, and then there was the breakfast team. Greg was in there. Everybody had their it was. It was just... Everyone was having their say, and we just really liked that motif in real world, and it just... It was the thing that we were saying in our heads every day, and then it's that's the bit that goes beyond the broadcast. If people are listening to it, then have that in their heads, and they're just humming the... The motif then you're winning because yeah basically well eric
1: huber obviously wrote that hook and uh, do you want to hear him sing it <laughs>
3: <Go> <laughs>
2: <on>. the original <laughs> and the best is that the one that's actually sampled in the final mix oh uh, maybe uh, he just
1: did that on the fly in the interview uh, okay. but when you play it against the track He's got the key locked into his head. He's bang on. And if you want to hear the full interview with Eric Huber, it's half an hour or so. Had a really good chat with him. Um, Earshotcreative.com. Find the page for this edition of the Earshot podcast. And then the extended interview with Eric Huber, uh, who's obviously on a very large diaphragm microphone (laughs) close up with quite a lot of compression, and then I'm not, so I sound really weedy compared <laughs> with him. Uh, but it's it's a great listen, Eric Huber, Bonus for you on earshotcreative.com. dot com. I suppose we should hear what uh, Greg makes of it all.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, I had a chat with him the other day about it, um, and he's still in love with it. He wants. Obviously, we're going to get some more more beds and things made and stuff, but he really likes the imaging. It's exactly what he he wanted, even though he didn't realise he wanted it when the pitch went out because it was one of the things that you don't just come up with these things you have to hear them to think that's really great um and it is the type of theme tune that that we are after we mentioned at times like live and kicking and things like that about having a theme tune and people just remember it so Live and
2: kicking was the reference point it wasn't the, live the, and kicking re- it wasn't the only reference hang on point. this
3: i didn't know this did you not <laughs> so we had live and kicking we had um what was the big breakfast and all that sort of stuff we were just thinking like those things people still remember so let's get a theme tune um, and, yeah, he's really on board with it. And The Greatest
1: Showman must be a, a reference point, surely.
3: <laughs> I, I'd I never seen The Greatest Showman um, until, actually, I was on a plane a couple of weeks ago. Um, so I didn't get that reference initially. But Eric didn't seem to think it was a reference either when I spoke to him about it. Um, But I I can definitely hear it. I can hear that and I can hear Panic at the Disco high hopes in it. So maybe it was kind of a mix of the two.
0: Hello, this is Greg James from Radio One Breakfast. Radio One Breakfast.
4: The one. one for getting up.
3: Radio One Breakfast.
4: With Greg James.
0: I wanted the show to feel warm and inclusive. And about the world and about the listeners, but I wanted the imaging to feel big. I wanted it to be distinctive, brooding, and kind of mischievous if you can have mischievous music you don't want the imaging to be distracting ever and i don't think it is i just think it, when it hits at 6 30 it sounds different to everything else that's happening on the radio at that time but also every other show on radio one but i don't think it sounds out of place with the rest of the station which was very very key we listened around to lots of different radio stations and realized that there was a gap in the market for a sort of theme tune so i wanted there to be a memorable motif in the music. Not necessarily a sung jingle, because that had been done very well in the past by Chris Moyles, but something with my own twist on it. One! Radio One Breakfast with Greg James.
1: Let's talk briefly about the voice artists that you're using on the breakfast
2: imaging. What was your thinking behind casting those voices? It took quite a while, didn't it, to find the the voice of breakfast. And so Radio One historically has had uh, a kind of family of voices. We've... um, The current crop of voices are two guys, two girls. So we've got Georgia, Rachel, Matt, and Lewis, and they kind of span our daytime output as well as our specialist output. I think the thinking was that we really wanted a kind of different sound to breakfast to go with the different creative of the theme and all that kind of stuff. But um, we were, in a sense, kind of struggling to find a a new voice that was different to what we had on air already. Uh, We knew we wanted to use Matt, who's one of our current VOs, who's got loads of energy. He's really, when you hear the one on air on Radio 1, he is the one that shouts it. He's the one that puts all the energy behind it. And actually, the ones that we're using and all the tuned ones, a lot of the time, are him. So we knew we wanted to keep uh, Matt as part of the breakfast imaging. Um, And we were kind of struggling to find that a different female voice. Um and we kind of stumbled across Beth who is uh, stumbled is
3: definitely the word.
2: <laughs> so uh, Beth was working for BBC Creative and had come over to Radio 1 to work on an ad campaign with uh, Matt Fisher. So Matt was mixing the audio for a telly campaign. Um I wandered in to have a chat with Matt about something and Beth was chatting away to Matt. And as I left I was like, "Oh, Beth, Beth has a great voice." Not knowing like if she was a VO, like what she was doing. So a few hours later went back into match and said we need to get Beth in a studio to try her out because we tested a few different VO's out we'd put the current voiceovers on the music that you'd got um, and again we, nobody was really sure which direction to take it uh, I think we emailed Beth, got her in the next day she did a quick demo in the studio for us she loved it, it turned out it was like a dream of hers to be on Radio 1 um, and I think she really really works against Greg's voice as well and Greg's personality and also mixed with Matt and the imaging she just brings the right, right energy, right tone um, and she's got that kind of aspirational cool thing going on that we're always trying to achieve in the Radio 1 sound so yeah I think she works really well This is the first VO gig she's had,
3: and you would never know it. Um, It's really nice to have someone who doesn't sound like a voiceover. She sounds conversational. She sounds like she could be your friend. She's just telling you what's coming up and what's happening on the show. And it doesn't feel forced, and it doesn't feel like this voice of God type thing. It just feels, again, like like the sound of the themes and stuff. It's just nice, and it's just friendly, basically.
1: And we hear her a lot in the music montages at the start of each segment of the, the show. Uh, are you producing those every morning?
3: I kind of reinvented the montage. Um, a bold statement. <laughs> so I have this thing where I really don't like presenters talking over lyrics and songs, So, um, I've, which sounds silly, but it just sounds messy in my head. So I've built these little ramp tracks that have an instrumental which Greg will talk about, up to the hook and then it'll go into hook for the next song and then it'll go into another instrumental before the third song starts and I just think it's a nice neater way of selling music without just this massive noise happening um and yeah and Beth's the front of those as well.
1: so you've got a great cast of voices ac- across the station but it sounds as if it was a really special moment to find someone new as well
3: yeah, I think traditionally the Breakfast Show has had different voices. Um, like, obviously, Moyles had Paul Turner. ha <laughs> geek. Um, and Grimmy had different voices when he launched to so the rest of the station. Um, we didn't want to change both voices because we still wanted to be part of the Radio 1 family and the fabric of it and because the sound of... The themes and the music were so different, we kind of needed something to hook it back in, which is why we kept Matt. Because, as Ben said, he's the voice of the Sonic One, which is what we've built our entire brand on. Um, and also, with our, um, our strap line now being based around the One, it was good to have him as a vital part of breakfast.
1: Great. Well, next on the playlist here, we've got something from Australia. Why is that on here?
3: So, as I mentioned earlier, um, I listened around to a lot of radio when. Um, when trying to think of what to do with breakfast and it wasn't just about the image, the beds and the imaging, it was more about how things are sold um, and how things are thrown ahead and thrown forward and it's something we've done on Six Music quite a lot um, with The Top of Hours so it would say, um, this afternoon from four, Steve Lamac, from one, Rad- right now it's Lauren Laverne so it kind of throws ahead to the schedule um, but I heard this thing on Kyle and Jackie O on Kiss in Australia where to kind of make you listen Beyond the ad breaks, um, they would tell you what's coming up in the next 15 minutes, which the next 15 minutes is adverts. And I just thought that was a really clever way of pointing to content that's happening now. You don't have to think, what am I doing at 7 o'clock tonight? You just think, oh, 15 minutes, I can have a shower, and I'll come back to the radio. I thought that was a really clever way of doing things. So now um, we do these, um, I call them signposts, whereby we'll point up to something coming up in 15 minutes, or we'll point up to something in two songs time or just saying coming up after the news it's this and then the news happens and that thing happens it's like listener buy-in and stuff like that and it just works with routine Um, and I just think it's something Radio 1's never done before from what I've witnessed and seen so okay well let's hear um, Kyle and Jackie O how they do it turn up your radio
4: still to come Come Kyle and Jackie
0: O in the next 20 minutes win 10 grand in the pop quiz The seven Ben Fordham. Clarendon's red carpet launch event for the Mossman 56. I mean,
3: it's giving them a reason to listen that they're going to love, and it's not selling something that's a bit rubbish. It's selling like big features in the show, like Unpopular Opinion, which is really quite. Um, loved by the audience and like the 10 minute takeover it's a chance to get involved and it's in two songs time you can pick the music on Radio 1 and it's just it makes things more exciting and Greg can sell things but if it comes in between songs it's just just a new way of telling you what's happening or or I guess uh, special guests like Rita Ora Exactly, and um, because Rita Ora was a pre-record, it means we, I managed to get a line recorded with her um, to go in the promo without being like commercial stations going, hey, it's Rita Ora, just a random drop. It's actually about the content that's in don't laugh at me it's about the content that's in the program and it and she sounds excited about being on which and if she's excited then someone listening should be excited to hear her.
0: coming up in 15 minutes
3: on radio one breakfast with Greg
0: James me Rita Ora and we are doing impossible karaoke yeah
1: Liam it's a great case study in launching a new uh, breakfast show how do you see it developing
3: in the next few months um, well, we're going to have some new versions of the beds made, um, which is really exciting. So we're looking for the next chart music that's out at the moment to kind of go into those um, projects. I'll be talking with the guys at Real World again and working closely with Eric, um, which will be interesting because his office hours start about six o'clock at night and mine start at five o'clock in the morning. So how we're going to chat, I have no idea, but it will work. Um, and then there is one other thing we're going to do actually, which I'm re- should I say this? You say you've been trying it. Yeah, we've been trying it. (laughs) Exclusive. (laughs) Um, We're going to try... We have these things on Radio 1 called power intros, which are the branded intros, um, which say one a lot, and then the song starts. And we're going to try and bring that into the breakfast show using the motif as best we can um, to be at the start of the show. So instead of having song, ID song, it's going to be song and then tagged song so hopefully it's going to sound slicker and quicker and um it's really going to get that motive in people's heads that's an earshot exclusive i think of Fries. is good
1: and if you turn on the radio tomorrow and that's not on then <laughs> it didn't work <laughs> <laughs>
2: yep. the demos we've heard sound great so uh, yeah we're going to carry on trying up, trying them out uh, ben you mentioned the one So uh, we talk a lot in the office about the Sonic 1 and it probably doesn't mean an awful lot to anybody outside of the station sound team, but uh, on Radio 1 you will hear a lot of 1s bouncing around in the imaging and in the production Um, and really we've tried to build the identity of Radio 1 around the 1. It's quick, it's easy, it's a great way to brand the station Um, and we were tasked a couple of months ago with trying to come up with an idea for a new strap line for Radio 1 so historically we've been using Where It Begins which um, has kind of, we've used it a lot and it's kind of had its time on air so we were looking, or the Radio 1 marketing team were looking for the next strap line for the station um, and me and Liam sat down came up with a few ideas and um, it the one was something that actually was born out of the a session a VO session that Liam found when he was doing the Radio 1 vintage pop-up station so there was a John B. Wells raw bit of audio that you found where John basically said we are the one in his incredible voice john wells is very much the voice of the 90s on
3: radio <laughs> one for those who don't know um and yeah there was just loads of random um strap lines in there there was i found the one million watts of music power and all that sort of stuff and then there was this um we are the one and it kind of stuck with me for about six months until this
2: was asked mm. for by marketing so we uh, as we were coming up with ideas that kind of came back to you and we took the we are the one longer strap and broke that down so the, the brief from radio one marketing was very much to kind of come up with something that would sell the musical offering of radio one and also kind of focus more on daytime so where it begins was very much about the new music offering of radio one it was about annie mack it was about hugh stevens uh, and we kind of struggled to make that fit with daytime in promos etc um, So so Come up with for the for the new uh, strap to come up with something that really sold daytime radio on, really sold the music offering. But I think we struggled to we struggled to come up with a single word or a single phrase that really did that because radio one is such a broad offering. You can't say we're the hits because we play the hits, but then what if you're listening at
3: 10 o'clock at night mm. and listening to Charlie Sloth? He still plays big music, but it wouldn't say it's like yeah. popular music or anything like that. And um, again, you can't say that we're the... What
2: other ones would we come up with? There were loads of all the usual stuff. So we sat down, uh, we sat and wrote all the kind of usual things, <laughs> like the hits and playing right. the best music, blah, 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 all the stuff that you definitely don't want it to be. Um, You've got to get those out of your system, haven't exactly. you? Before you can cut with anything actually creative. So uh, we la- ended up with uh, the 1-4. So um, it's, almost, it's kind of built around what's happening on Radio 1. It demonstrates what we're doing at any time of the day, and it's a, a line that we can fit into. Promos we can fit into imaging. So you've already heard the breakfast imaging, where Greg is the one for getting up. Um, Grimmy is now the one for going home, and uh, we can fit that also into things like Annie's show, which is the one for new music, into Clara's show, the one for live music based around the live lounge. Um, it works for all the specialists as well. So Rennie Glavice is the one for drum and bass. Um, and then you've got... I uh, have my mind on the
3: schedule <laughs> that's gone entirely. All yeah.
2: the specialist genre shows. So, like, the one for Asian Beats is kind of on the limelight. Yeah. All those kind of things. And actually, we feel that that demonstrated more of Radio 1 than than coming up with a single line that just encapsulated the, like, chart offering.
3: The fact that it's the one, it gets that Sonic 1 into it. It almost as if we thought about it, which, <laughs> just by luck, more than anything. Um, and it also by saying you're the one, you're not saying you're A1, you're saying you are the specialist in that. If you want this stuff, this is where you should go. Um, And there's so many other branches that I think we're going to do in the next few months that this works on that can just work on you can work on air work off air um there's a there's a there's a bus driving (laughs) around the uk at the moment with with greg's face on saying the one for getting up
2: which is ridiculous which is it's crazy an idea that started in a studio with us is now plastered on the side of a (laughs) massive tour bus going around the country which is yeah bonkers um and it's
3: genuinely become like a staple of this era of radio one and that's it's a great thing to think of that me and Ben had this idea. <laughs> Do you want to hear it?
4: <laughs> the one for getting up. Yeah. Radio One Breakfast.
0: One with Greg James. The one for going with home. BBC Radio One. Go home with Grimmy. What's up, Grimmy? BBC Radio One. So far, this summer, I've <laughs> been The sun's still the party is on! Coming up, we're at some of this summer's biggest festivals. Who takes the point tonight? Next up, Reading and Leeds. It's such a good vibe. I love when you're on. radio one. The one.
4: For
0: the official charts on BBC Radio One. The only one that counts. The UK's official number one. Hello, this is George Ezra and this is the UK's official number one. The official charts with Scott Mills. Find out if I can stay there Friday from 4. On BBC Radio 1. The only
4: one that counts. Homegrown alligators. BBC
2: So at the end of that, you heard a longer piece of production that was a uh, built jingle as such, but we don't call them jingles on Radio 1, obviously. Um, and we needed to find a way of working the one into our existing kind of jingle cuts from, uh, from the guys at Imager. So uh, we came with a version of the one that fitted in, had the same number of syllables as where it begins, which is why we are the one is in there. That's our kind of overarching line. Uh, but where possible, we try and break that down to the one for insert so, thing yeah, here the
3: idea is we are the one and someone says the one for what so we go ah the, the one for
2: insert content there <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the demo you heard the chart show imaging so that's the, the only one that is slightly different so um the, the one four landed on air at the same time as the schedule change, and Scott took over the chart show on a Friday afternoon uh, and to slightly position the chart differently to uh, how we 've done it before and also similarly to breakfast position it in a slightly different way to the rest of kind of the radio world George Ezra recorded the line for us and we're working that in and it's just another way of adding that kind of authenticity to to the strap line and also radio one in a sense yeah again it's it's using our uh...
3: It's almost like an anti strap line because mm. it's not a strap line and it doesn't sound corporate, it sounds conversational. Um, and it's like when I was discussing the other strap lines we had, I was like, oh, what was the one for? And it's just a natural way of talking. So, yeah, and yeah, that's what we tried to do with everything we make.
1: Let's talk about the Live Lounge because mm. that's another unique property at Radio One. And uh, Liam, I gather you found some inspiration from Jay Z.
3: Yeah, for Live Lounge Month last year. Um, we always had this opener for Live Lounge that goes on at 12 o'clock and I think the last one went on air in 2014? It might 2013, because it had Robin Thicke in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and there was this bit in there where there was singing going, Radio One's Live Lounge and Clara loved it. It survived through Fern and it survived <laughs> most of Clara and we literally had to wrestle this um, Mara was adamant that was going yeah, in, wasn't she? She was adamant it was staying, and we just we wanted to refresh it because I said Robin Thicke was on it, so it was kind of music from like five years ago, and Radio One is very much of the now, um, so and so we needed to come up with a new idea for the opener, and because it was vintage time, and we were doing a special live lounges, um, we went back all the way to the artists that had been in the live lounge before, um, and there was this Jay Z one um, when he was at Joe Wiley's house in about two thousand eight, two thousand and nine. And as you can hear in this clip, he's kind of almost live producing what's happening. He's asking for the music to go up in his headphones. He's asking for um, a little bit of piano and all this sort of stuff.
2: Um, and I
3: thought that was a really clever way of showing the uniqueness of the live lounge. It's it's raw, it's live, literally anything can happen. If you've got a problem with your reverb, you say, can I have a bit more reverb? <laughs> um, and it just made it a bit more real. I listened to, again, Australian radio... Um, like A Version is something that's on Triple J And their openers And I looked at them Just inspiration and bits and pieces And there are elements of those in this But it was mainly this Jay-Z clip That I found totally by chance If he wasn't doing Live Lungements last year I'd never have found it And yeah It's born the idea for the new opener Encore, Encore. Jigger Man You hurt you hurt Wiley First time ever This is exclusive Let
1: it go hey, give me some more drums and a headphone Yeah Little more piano a little more the guitar.
2: Drop something. Let me hear something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Joe Alley. Radio One. Jigger Man. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cooking raw with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time. Now.
0: This time, yeah. The Live Lounge. Okay, cool. Stand by Live
3: Lounge. Check, check,
0: check. <coughs> hello, hello. Can I get a little more of the piano, please? Yeah, maybe a tiny bit more reverb as well.
2: Give me some more drums and a headphone. Yeah.
4: That's perfect. How much time do we have? One, two, three,
2: go. go.
4: Ten seconds we're Radio 1, I felt nothing like this,
3: like this. Hey.
4: Radio
0: Warren
2: Yeah, it gives you a real sense of occasion.
4: Mm.
2: I think it definitely does, and actually. The, the one thing with the old opener was we knew the artists that were coming in, we knew that Clara and everybody we spoke to could sing along, word for word, to the old Live Lounge opener. And I think actually what we wanted to achieve with that one was something similar that would really get ingrained in people's brains and you could say it word for word. And there was a clip, wasn't there? No, the first week of Live Lounge Month, one of the artists <laughs> came off the back of it and commented on how stressful the opener was. It uh, was anxiety-inducing,
3: was the actual term. <laughs> it was uh, London Grammar. Um, they just looked in fear, and Clara picked up and was like, Are "You okay?" I was like, "No." That jingle was terrifying, <laughs> which the is great. I mean, it's imaging that has an impact, so it's perfect.
2: The one thing we held over from the old opener, um, the guy in the mix shouting, "Oh, turn Zach as we're live," we didn't really know who it was, and then. We were looking around the office and thought, oh, that sounds really like Nathan, who's also in our team. Uh, and it turns out Nathan had recorded it many years ago when he'd been at Radio 1 first time round as an assistant producer. Uh, so to keep the consistency and to build the legacy in the live lounge, we uh, recorded some new drops with Nathan just to, for our own pleasure more than anything else, I think. It was, it was such a mystery who this voice was that either,
3: even Nathan didn't realise it was himself. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was great. We kept him and yeah, that's it.
1: And you are uh, flying high right now because the Arias this year for the best station sound category, you have not one but two entries in the shortlist. BBC Radio 1 Vintage uh, credited to the Radio Pop Hub station sound team and Radio 1 itself again credited to the pop hub station sound team how does that make you feel
3: it's great i mean the, they're credited to the teams because everything we do is part of the team it sounds cheesy but we work so closely together if if we have something that we can't get our head around for any station so radio 2 will we'll ask everyone and see what's coming up vintage especially because everyone's got memories of radio 1 at some point so we just we put all our best ideas together and I think it's important that we reflect it as that because that's what we
2: are <laughs> have you heard who you're up against oh yes uh, so Luke who is a freelancer with those is also nominated for his f- uh, work on fire who are in the list uh, uh, absolute on there as well yeah uh, so I think Dan who used to work at radio one is now absolute yeah, so we'll Dan see Pire. Dan in uh, in Leeds for the Arius. who's the other person we're up against uh, there's Q
1: radio from Belfast ah, okay cool. And uh, something from this building from BBC
2: Radio 4 called Listen to Christmas. Yeah, is it the Christmas campaign? Yeah. I remember, remember. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Well, we'll Uh, see what happens in Leeds. We have Christmas parent shows in ours,
1: so (laughs) let's tick
3: that box already.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, October the 18th. The winners will be announced at the Arias in Leeds. Good luck uh, to everyone uh, who's entered and nominated there.
2: Uh, We've got one more piece of audio in your playlist, and it says Greatest Hits... Yeah so this is an interesting one um, Greatest Hits launched on Radio 1 a good few months ago now and actually there's was something different for us to kind of tackle and get our heads around so uh, Radio 1 we, we kind of got into a rhythm with how we were producing stuff for daytime power intros are really big we were carrying on doing ramps we were building the one into all of the kind of production we were doing so Greatest Hits came along and it was more of a mood piece than anything else uh, with two new presenters so Maya Jama and Jordan North coming on board to present uh, on Saturday and Sunday mornings respectively so to produce the imaging for Greatest Hits um, I heard a again on Australian radio of all places um, a, a bit of production that took a Spice Girls instrumental and then dropped a load of today's uh, kind of acapellas over the top and I was started thinking this is interesting we could definitely work something out of this so for the Imaging for Greatest Hits took a load of acapellas of songs that we were playing in the show kind of gold and recurrent songs from Radio 1 and a uh, found some really great beds to use around those and then created donuts and imaging that used samples and bits and bobs from all those songs. So using kind of production techniques that we were using elsewhere, but perhaps with some uh, kind of lyrics and bits and bobs from slightly older references, I guess. Similar to the
3: live lounge jingle, it's hooks you can sing along to. Everyone knows the wannabe hook. Everyone knows all these things and they're things you wouldn't expect to hear on Radio 1. So by putting them on newer pop music, I think we're kind of bringing that music up to date to where we're at now, which is... What the radio one? I guess it's Messages. treating
2: treating bits of production from yesterday with kind of today's techniques in yeah. a sense. Classic music in a contemporary setting. We like <laughs> that. We'll take that seat.
1: This
4: is like a flashback. Radio ones. This, this, we go boom, boom. Greatest hit. Yeah. One.
0: Radio 1's Greatest Hits.
4: Get this party started. This is Radio One's greatest hits. One people, one DJ, around, With Jordan, no, let's go.
0: Radio One. No fear, good time to hit.
4: Radio One's greatest hits. My jammer. So,
2: so bad. I love when we say yes to years, like yeah. Kylie Ray Jepsen. Yeah. It's not <laughs> actually that old, is it? In, in Radio One land, those songs are old, but actually they're from, what, a couple of years ago, and that's oh, it. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, Ben and Liam, it's been great
1: having you on the podcast uh, this time. Is there anything else you want to add?
2: I mean, we've not talked about the other networks we work on, but they Go are also day. important, and we absolutely love doing them. But I guess for today, Radio One... Yeah, the one the
0: one
3: do you, um, you not want to say your earshot story oh <laughs>
2: you'll like this so uh, when I first came down to London um, the, we, I just worked on Radio 2 and 6 music as the assistant producer in Station Sound and then we kind of merged with Radio 1 and Asian Network and One Extra a couple of years ago to make the pop hub uh, on my way down from my interview in, at, for Station Sound at 2 and 6 I listened to Earshot Creative the episodes with Christopher Ray who uh, then interviewed me and I think I even quoted back some of the things he said to me uh, said to you sorry Steve in uh, in the interview um, and he loved it and that's clearly why I'm here today that is why Ben is in, sitting in
3: front of you today so maybe someone listening to this will be on a way to an interview somewhere yeah. and quote us I doubt it but...
4: no.
1: <laughs> well that is a
3: great story and
1: uh, I will share that with my advertisers
2: <laughs> earshot getting people jobs there you yes. go
1: um, and also earshot getting new listeners I've got a couple of people I want to say hello to David J. James, super brainy BBC engineer, recently discovered Earshot and has been telling me about that and also telling all his friends. Yeah, an engineer with friends. Uh, also, <laughs> hello, Paul Blanchard. You may know the Media Masters podcast. That's where Paul interviews the top brass across the media industry. Well now Paul's listening to this. Welcome Paul great to have you with us and if you're new to the show I'd love to hear from you you can tweet at earshotcreative or email steve at earshotcreative.com we've got another show at the BBC coming out before the year is out uh, I don't know if you heard the Women in Imaging edition
3: no, sorry, Steve. Sorry.
1: <laughs> well, following the immense impact and success of the Women in Imaging edition last year, we're going to have an all-female show once again. Michaela Hallam, Kate Dinsdale, Debbie Dillon—you must know those guys oh, from oh. BBC Creative
3: all the time. All the time. We, They do the um, the promos for Radio One, Two, and all the networks um, for like TV campaigns and wider BBC things. So we work with those guys all the time.
1: Oh, and also in the future, um, I've started working on a true crime edition of Earshot, because every podcast must have a true crime edition. Uh, But to make it work, I need your examples of crimes against audio. Uh, Maybe you're prepared to submit, as evidence, a piece of your own audio wrongdoing. Or maybe you've heard something downright criminal on air. It could be bad writing, the wrong voice, a glaring mistake in the script, duff direction. If you hear something that's not right, you know what to do. Hear it. Share it sorted. All admissible evidence will be heard in court by an audio magistrate, who will determine your guilt and meet out a sentence. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we actually hired a court? If we if we could if we could get Winchester Crown Court.
3: What sort of budget are you working on? <laughs> we could sit outside Nero.
1: <laughs> All the show notes at earshotcreative.com. Ben and Liam, thank you both for being within earshot.
3: Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's been great.